Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Well, you have heard the word gaslighting, but have you heard of self-gaslighting? And is that even possible? Gaslighting has been a really, really popular word, and so much so that in 2022, Merriman-Webster Dictionary announced that it was the word of the year. So it's a psychological manipulation of a person overextended for a period of time that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts and a perception of reality that really just leads to this like lack of confidence, decreased self-esteem. And we can point the finger and say, that person's doing this, but can we actually do it to ourselves? And what does God say about this? Last week, my episode was on one's woman journey through her trauma in the midst of struggle. And so getting healed, how can we get healed, struggling with her marriage. And so this trauma and what she has dealt with is hard in the midst of it. Where is God? And so I talk about that God's in the midst of our struggles and how brave we are, but that he wants us to be focused on him and not the enemy. So make sure to go back and watch this episode, share it with your friends. And I also would encourage you to check me out on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I really appreciate the feedback that you give, um, the insights that you give, the comments and the likes. If you are on YouTube, because I am on YouTube now, please make sure to subscribe and like and comment on the videos. Um, and I do take portions of these shows that I take and put them on TikTok and TikTok and Instagram. Um, and so I am, I'm not like, oh, I want to be on all these Instagram platforms, but I really want to speak out what God is saying. And so I'm really encouraged and moved by the Holy Spirit kind of just saying, okay, Heidi, let's go. We need more we need more of us. We need more Christians out there speaking out and being Jesus to the rest of the world with the way that we're called to do that. So I am a mental health therapist, and so that's what I feel led to do right now. Um, and so I appreciate your support, commenting, um, and then also giving feedback on the show. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, giving a review. Um, and then also I wrote a book earlier this year, The Brave Encourager, so purchasing the book and then also giving a rating on Amazon for the book. So thank you so much for your support. Again, I'm not wanting to kind of self-promote, but really wanting to just be Jesus with our mental health and kind of blending this and moving us away from what the world is saying and into this place of freedom, which is what God actually wants for us. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. We ask that you be here with me, with the listeners, to guide us in this episode. Give us what it is that you want. Help me to speak what you want me to speak. I surrender my will, my mouth, everything for the listeners to get exactly what they need today. I pray for freedom over their minds, for them to move into a place of loving themselves, loving them the way that you do so that you can get the glory, God. 
because when we love ourselves and we shine bright, you get the glory. And so I, I bind the enemy's influence right now in the name of Jesus. We bind up all trauma, all depression, all anxiety, and we speak to these influences that are trying to come in and we say, no, you have no right. I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, over your life, over your family. And I pray for God's freedom to come in, his presence to come in, to be with you as you listen to this episode and get what it is that you get. If there's anything I say that's not useful, I just pray that, that, let, that you just let that go and you get what it is that you need from today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So let's see what the definition of gaslighting is. And Miriam's Webster definition, it says that it's a psychological manipulation of a person over an extended period of time that caused the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically will lead to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, and uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability and a dependency on the perpetrator. Okay, so it kind of keeps them bound. A lot of times people will use the word narcissism with gaslighting, and I'm actually not a fan of that. Um, I do think that that happens. I do think um, that that diagnosis is a real thing. Um, However, I'm not a huge fan of diagnoses in general because it can label someone and almost kind of like curse them by saying, you have major depressive disorder and that's who you are. You are a narcissist and that's who you are. And that's not true. That's not what God says about us. You struggle with symptoms. You struggle with, you know, you focus on yourself a lot or, you know, if that's what narcissism. And so, but I, I see that it always goes somewhere. There's always a root to it. And a lot of times people who struggle with narcissism Narcissism or narcissism never were really heard or validated as a child. And so there's this constant, I need validation from the world. And so I'm going to use it and I'm going to manipulate other people so that I can get that validation. So if people are able to identify who they are in Christ and really get their worthiness from him and, and to go vertical before going horizontal, then the narcissism and those symptoms will go away. Jesus can actually heal these things, but it doesn't happen just like that. It happens when there's submission. And so a lot of times people who are narcissists and struggle with that struggle to submit, especially to a God that they can't see. And it it really is so praying for somebody and believing that God is going to come and do a miracle in their life and, and believe what the word of God says. Sometimes we are so in the world that we lose focus of what God actually can do for us and pressing in and declaring the word of God over ourselves and our loved ones. So I actually had a friend text me and she said, can we gaslight ourselves?" I did an episode on gaslighting with other people. So this episode in specific is going to be on self-gaslighting. I talked about gaslighting not working if you don't have a gaslight E. So if you don't allow it back, then it can't, nobody can gaslight you. Okay. Just like bullying, nobody can bully you if you know who you are and you don't receive the bullying. Somebody can say whatever it is that they want about you, but you know who you are. And so it's not received. And so what happens is somebody who's trying to gaslight will then be like, well, I can't gaslight that person. And they move on to the next person and they find somebody else that they can manipulate and get their worth from in that manipulated way. Um, They don't have the power because you know who you are. And that's really having healthy boundaries and knowing who you are in Christ. 
Um, and so I had another friend who actually messaged me and gave me the information that 2022 word of the year was gaslighting. Um, and she actually comes from a well-known ministry. And she said that the church really could do a better job of communicating to other people without shutting people down and telling them how they should feel. So in, in essence, that is like the church has done some gaslighting as well. And so if we have um, powerful groups of organizations, of businesses and, and people that are gaslighting other people and saying, you can't feel that, that's not okay for you to think that, that essentially communicates to us, then we can then gaslight ourselves and we can gaslight other people. And so, and again, gaslighting I'm saying is shutting down emotions, not allowing you to be who you are. Um, and so this is just something that we've, I really think is important that in the body of Christ, we need to be able to first know who we are in Christ so that we can be Jesus to other people. And so if we are gaslighting somebody else or ourselves, it's because we don't know who we are and we're not connected to the vine. We're not connected to who God says that we are. And so there's this need to manipulate it. Even churches I see, they operate out of this place of fear that, oh, I don't want them to think this way, or that's, we want to control their theology. And, you know, yes, this is the gospel. And then, oh, their, their eschatology is a little off. And so we want to control their eschatology. And it's like, you know what? Let's just come back to the core of the gospel and focus on the gospel and allow people to be able to question some of those outskirts things and be able to focus more on the core of what the gospel is. And we're, we can be off and wrong on certain things when it comes to Jesus. I know some people don't believe in praying in tongues and some people do. Well, at the end of the day, do they both believe in the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sins? Yes. And so there's kind of this, this gaslighting, um, I'd say, um, atmosphere that has even happened in the church that ends up causing us to be able to not even give ourselves permission to feel as humans. And so in this episode, what I really want to do is really give you permission to, to be you. And so that might be a mess at times. You might not have all the answers. You might not be feeling the most wonderful feelings, but that's part of God coming in and being able to comfort you. We've got to be able to learn how to be ourselves so God can come in and comfort us so he can shine light on any of those little cracks that you have and darkness that you have from your past or from lies. And so here's some of my questions that I have with how do you know that you're gaslighting yourselves? I've already kind of said a few things. Um, but one number one is that we deny our own experiences and emotions. So we'd say things like, well, I didn't feel that. That didn't happen to me. You're so stupid. So saying that to yourself, I'm so stupid. Um, but when you say you're so stupid, it's almost like you're saying you're an outside person. And so I want to encourage you to go back and check out my dissociative identity disorder episode. I talk about common coping mechanisms that we go to because of history um, of trauma of kind of not having a, um, a comforting parent even if we had a decent childhood we still will do these coping mechanisms and do that so even just saying you're so stupid versus I'm so stupid it is detaching yourself that you're not actually really saying it to yourself but you are and so there's this lack of awareness of even knowing that you're even doing this to yourself um, and then it's all just in my head Okay, so you might have little parts of yourself and what some therapists will call inner child that don't like they're not allowed to feel. And so the adult self will kind of tell this child self, no, that's stupid. You shouldn't feel that or that's not OK. And so you're literally gaslighting yourself, even though you feel like it's someone else. It's you. And so I just pray for God to just 
increase the awareness of this, to not have shame around it, and for you to be able to parent yourself and comfort yourself the way that Jesus does. Um, And then even if you have an experience that you're exaggerating, so let's say that you have something, but it's a really difficult moment, but that's where you're at in the moment, and it might be feel really dramatic, you've got to be able to get those emotions out. Obviously, we want to have healthy boundaries and not be causing disruption for other people, but it's why Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, I will give you rest for your souls. So we need to be respectful with the people around us, but we've got to be able to give ourselves space to really feel, especially if we're struggling with something. Um, And so number two, the way that we know if we're gaslighting ourselves is that you just don't have healthy boundaries for yourself and you don't even know what healthy boundaries are. And what healthy boundaries are is knowing where you end and someone else begins. Um, And so this, this is basically kind of like you feel like you need to just do whatever people ask of you because you want them to like you or I love them, so I better just do what they ask because I love them. And kind of not knowing how to work through being able to say no and say what it is that who you are. Because healthy boundaries is not about the other person. It's about you. And unfortunately, we have people in our life that kind of force us to have to make difficult choices because they don't have healthy boundaries. Well, we can't control other people. We can only control you. And this is what I say to my clients. I'll say, they're not in my office. You are. So I'm going to teach you how to have healthy boundaries and for you to stand up for who you are and say no, where it might look like you're being unkind or being the mean person because that person's going to manipulate you by saying you're so rude, you're so unkind, when really what you're doing is you're actually being the most loving person by saying no to that unhealthy choice and not stepping into this continuous cycle of abuse. Um, So in Jamie Winship's book called Living Fearless, he states that when we know who we are, which is we're having healthy boundaries, that I talked about this earlier, where you don't actually get bullied, okay? So bullies try to tell you who you are, and they get you to believe something else about yourself. So this is kind of the same as narcissism and when someone's gaslighting you. So they try to tell you that, like, you're you're no good, you're not smart, And they put something about you that's actually not true. And so if you know who you are in Christ and you have your identity with like, no, I'm loved. I'm a daughter, son of the King Jesus. You don't actually receive those words. And it's almost like they just bounce off of you. But when there's wounds and somebody says that to you, it does stick and it it gets to you and it sinks in. And so then you're allowing that in. And so those are those wounds that we have, the unhealthy boundaries that we have struggled with. And this is the piece that why we will self-gaslight. Because as I'm talking to you, I feel like there's some of you that are like, oh, I'm so mad at myself that I even allow people to bully me. I'm so mad at myself that I allow people to gaslight me. And this is where we've got to, to make a turn. We have to be comforting to ourselves. We need to be the Holy Spirit to ourselves. So when Jesus talks about, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, I will give you rest for your souls. We need to do that with Jesus. But if we're blocking ourselves off and we're hating ourselves, we're not going to even have that opening to be able to go and even trust God to get comfort from God. And so right now I just break off that wall that you have between yourself and God because you have some sort of self-hate. I break off self-hate right now in the name of Jesus. I break off anything that's saying that you're not good enough, that you are stupid or there's something wrong with you. 
and that you've allowed the bullying in because somehow that bully has a truth to what they're saying. I break off those lies and I declare that what the Bible says about you is most true and most powerful. And I, and I, I put that as like a, um, a spear in your soul that you are a loving, amazing child of God. And that is who you are. That is your identity. Not what other people say. Even if they're wonderful, kind people, they can still say things that can be hurtful. And so I'm not wanting you to block yourself off from other people, but I want you to be able to gain discernment to be able to hear what God says about you, not lies. So that you can tell, like, even if it's a kind person and they come to you and they say something wonderful about you, you're like, yay. And you can receive that word. But if that same person comes in and they say something that kind of dents a little and is a little hard, you can go back and you can say to them, you know, that actually hurt me when you shared that. And so then you are stepping into that place of courage and fearlessness of being able to speak up for yourself instead of just, well, okay, I guess that's who, what I am. And they may have meant something completely different, but because of your wounds, you hear something off that's not true. And so this is why we've got to be able to learn how to operate in that place of glistening hope. Um, and then the last thing that you can identify if you're gaslighting yourself, because those the first two I said are totally the reasons why you would gaslight yourself, is that you blame yourself. And so there's no opportunity for somebody else to actually have done something hurtful to you. All right. And so how do we unroot this? How do we unroot the gaslighting of ourselves and align with God? Well, the first thing, and I've already kind of talked about this, is you need to have self-awareness and identify what the lies are. If you continue to say it's you, but it's actually I, there's this lack of, there's this detachment and lack of awareness that you have that it actually is about you. And there's no shame in this. There's freedom and being able to bring light to the darkness of what the enemy is trying to hide. Okay, just because you hide and say it didn't actually happen to you doesn't make it go away. It's still there. The lies are still there. And so I just pray for the light of the Lord, the light of the Holy Spirit to come in and just shine and break open self-awareness for you and that those lies will be uprooted so that you can break them. Um, and then the second thing is we want to pull the roots of the lies. Okay. So that might mean you need to go to a counselor. You need to go to somebody who does inner healing because they're going to be able to help pull the roots instead of just work on the surface level behavior stuff, but actually go to the lies of the roots. So for example, a root would be, um, if I feel unloved or unworthy and I have a root of my dad not spending time with me, that's the root. And so I need to go back and I've got to let that little girl be seen and walk through the feelings that she had of not being paid attention to from her dad. So that as an adult, I can actually believe that I am worthy because all of me, including my little self, knows that God loves me. And I'm able to forgive my dad or whoever it is that hurt me and be able to allow God to come in and shine his light and his glory on the situation. Okay. It doesn't make the bad situation go away and that it didn't happen, but it heals it. All right. So number three is that we need to plant the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit as the basis of our identity. We are not orphans. Okay, Romans 8.15 says that you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. There are so many orphans 
in this world right now, and many of them are Christians. Um, I did an episode on this with Harmony Klingenmeyer, so make sure to go check that out. Very, very helpful, very encouraging, um, and very enlightening. Um, Jack Frost wrote a really good book on the father's embrace. Um, So there's really powerful books out there that really kind of have other people sharing their testimony of how they kind of were a jerk, and they were basically kind of a narcissist, and how the father's love basically just came in and gave them that awareness of their identity of who they are as a child. Um, And number four is allow God to parent you. And here's the key, continually. This isn't just a one-time prayer, but every single day being able to just be a little girl, little boy sitting at your father's feet. Okay, we need to be able to learn to do what what Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And I'm just going to say the rest of this where it says, come to me, All you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you don't know how to do this, just ask God. Say, God, I don't know how to go to you. I don't know how to be a little kid. I I wasn't parented well, so I don't know how to be a daughter or a son. Just ask him. And I pray right now for God's grace over you to be able to learn how to be a child and to receive his love. Because what we aren't able to receive, then we can't give away. Steve Blackland says that we should be glistening with hope. We have the God of the universe living inside of us. You guys, we aren't even close to accessing the fullness of who God is. Colossians 1.20 says, 127 says, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So to be able to get to the real you, you need to like yourself first. And to be able to like yourself, you need to be aware of the lies that you're even believing that you're not liking yourself. The self-awareness is so key. And when we like ourselves, God gets the glory. And so right now, I just pray for an increase in awareness, increase of being able to go down and pull out the roots to know what those roots are. I pray for God's light to come in and shine in on every single crack that the enemy has tried to cause within you. Because our enemy is not against flesh and blood, but against rules and principalities of this unseen world. So the people in your life are not the enemies. And so I just pray for you to have eyes to see and ears to hear the people in your life are not the enemy and that you're able to move into forgiveness over them. So right now, I actually want you to just walk through and just say, God, I forgive them. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for forgiveness. We thank you, God, that you forgive us and that you just wash us clean with your blood. You make us new just like you. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And so I pray for you to be glistening with hope and that Philippians 4 8 which says whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy that you will think of such things and so I pray right now that you will love yourself and as you love yourself Christ in you is the hope of glory and you will shine your light to the men and women in this world And as you shine your light the way that God purposed you to, that you are to be you, 
whatever weird, quirky, funny, silly ways that you are, that you love yourself, you love who God made you to be, and God gets all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.